Welcome to the Olive Tree Church podcast channel. Whether you are listening in from our beloved Durban, South Africa, or from further away, we trust you feel welcome and included in what God is doing in our community, and that you feel inspired by today's message. I so love that scene. I love that moment where he quotes Isaiah 43. Thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, who formed you, O Israel. I have redeemed you. Fear not, I've called you by name, you are mine. And the reason I love it so much is because he's speaking to Mary who he created, but he didn't just create her, he formed her. And even though she went into sin, he still redeemed her. And now he's saying, fear not, I've redeemed you. I've called you by name, you're mine. I'm the God who sees you. He's revealing God's Omnipresence, he's everywhere, he sees everything. But he doesn't just reveal that he's God Elroy who sees you. He's, he also reveals that he's God who knows you. The, the director, he captures this so well. He, he captures this, in his kind of imagination, I guess, he captures that Jesus knows stuff about Mary that no man could know. Because God's not just the God who sees you is the God who knows you as well. You know, when you're doing marriage counseling and you can finally get the parties to stop shouting at each other and and you can actually get one of them to be mature enough to put away their pain and listen. And they say these words. When they say these words, man, I can see how much I must have hurt you because I know how much that matters to you. When they say those words, floodgates open up. That's when the pain starts to come up and healing starts to begin. Because to be known and to be seen, it's so vital. It makes you feel like you're valued. And Jesus comes to her and he knows her and he sees her. But he also delivers her. He's not just the God who is everywhere and sees everything. He's not just the God who knows everything. He's the omnipotent God. He's the all-powerful God. He's the God who is able to deliver Mary. You see, there are lots of people in this world. There are drug addicts all over the world who have parents who know them, parents who see them, but though they're known and they're seen and forgiven and loved, they're still in their dysfunction. They're still in their cycles of pain because they need to be delivered. And they are Christians There are people watching this right now, and you are seen by God. You are known by God. You are loved by God. You're forgiven by God, but you need to be delivered by God. It's why Jesus tells us to pray the Lord's Prayer that goes, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. The thing about Jesus is that he is the deliverer, and he wants to deliver people. Now, if you're not a Christian, you're listening to this. Just pretend every time I say the word deliverance, just pretend that I'm, I'm talking about emotional health. And if I use the word demon, just, just think about issues. Because if you're sitting there going, bad, this is why I don't go to church. I, I want you to just think emotional health and issues. Because and I'm going to look at a person with serious emotional health issues. I'm going to turn to Mark 5 as I begin to unpack how Jesus delivers us. I want to say this to Christians, that so many of us need deliverance, but, but we can't get our heads around it because we think it's for people in psych wards. But I want you to know that God wants to deliver you. 
So look at the text. It comes from Mark chapter 5. And it says this. They went across the lake to the region of Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day, among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. Here's the idea. This man is in torment. His issues have issues. He's in so much torment that the psych ward doesn't have medication to hold him down. When Amy was speaking, she spoke about two women in torment. Hagar was in torment from a person. She was in torment from someone on the outside. She was in torment from Sarah. The fascinating thing about Hagar's torment is that Sarah was the person that God was most using. Sarah was the person that God was birthing the nation of Israel through that eventually Jesus would come through. And Sarah was the person tormenting Hagar. And I just want to throw this out there, that if you've been hurt by a Christian, you need to know this, that just because God is working through someone does not mean that God has stopped working on that person. In fact, most people who God's working through very powerfully, He's working through because they so desperately need Him because of their issues. And if you're in torment... Know this, just like God saw and came to Hagar, he will see and come to you and he will deliver you. Hagar has torment from the outside. Mary and this dude have torment on the inside. Now the thing about what's going on in the world at the moment is that people are in torment. They're in loss. Some from the outside, we're losing businesses, we're losing jobs, people losing income. Others of us are losing family, family people, people in our family, we're losing friends, we're losing spouses. People are in deep, deep pain, they're in torment. But what should happen when you have loss like that is that you should go through a process of grief and you go from anger all the way through despair and then, you, and then you process it and you come out the other side. But some people never process it and they remain in torment. And when that happens, the torment that's happening from the outside has got into the inside, and now they live in a level of pain that never seems to go. It's constant torment, and there are so many people living in torment. There are people who wake up, and there's just like this dull ache. And you think it's normal, because it's been there for so long, it's been so consistent, but it's not normal, it's torment. There's some of us who, when we wake up in the morning, we are flooded with anxiety and suddenly adrenaline kicks in and we get up and we go and exercise and then we charge at work and we race through the day and we come back at the end of the day and, and we're exhausted and we stop connecting with our kids and family and wife and, and the result is that our lives are robbed and destroyed and what we don't understand is that that anxiety is torment. It's coming to rob, kill and destroy. There's some of us who don't want to be left alone because we're scared of where our thoughts are going to go. We're out of control when it comes to our minds. Our minds, they, they used to be in a place where we had 
thoughts of anger. But now it's like anger has us. We used to have thoughts of lust, but now lust has us. We used to have thoughts of hurting or revenge or, or, or resentment, but now it's like these things have got us. And we are no longer living in control of those things. Those things are in control of us. And what's happened is that a thought process in our mind has become a spiritual pathway for demonic activity, and we need Jesus the Deliverer. There are people today who are going to meet Jesus the Deliverer. My prayer today is, is actually that, that by the end of the service, God begins to deliver people. But let me take you back to the text because it goes on. And it says this. It says, Night and day among the tombs and in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. I want to speak to this. You know, in pop psychology, what they will teach you is that if you have a, an issue, if you feel like you're being tormented, it's because you're not kind enough to yourself. You haven't forgiven yourself. You don't love yourself enough. And, and so what we generally end up believing is that if I can just be kinder to myself, I'll be set free from the torment. The problem with that thinking is that it doesn't have in its perspective that torment might be coming from a tormentor. And the other problem with that thinking is that Jesus doesn't come to tormented people and say, just love yourself a little bit more. Jesus comes to tormented people and says, come out of him. Jesus recognizes that there is a tormentor who comes to rob and kill and destroy. And if you're a Christian, you need to understand how this works. The Bible, it says that the torment or the, the spiritual battle for your life, it happens in the mind. In fact, it says it happens in your imagination and vain imaginations is how the Bible describes it. And here's what you need to understand, that Satan is after your imagination. And here's why. Because your imagination, it's from your imagination that you paint a picture of the future. It's from your imagination that you get vision. And vision directs your life. So Satan knows that if he can pollute your vision, if he can pollute your imagination, he will change the direction that God has for your life and he will destroy you. And so he puts thoughts into our imaginations. And you can tell a person who needs deliverance because their imagination has become so full of something that produces anxiety that they are non-stop worrying. They are non-stop consumed. They are non-stop in pain. They are non-stop in anguish. He's got into the imagination. And God comes to deliver and this text, it goes on and says, Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. Here's the concept. Demonic power can come in ones and twos in many. For we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send him out of the area. Demons feel 
demons see, demons understand, demons are smart, and demons torment. And then he... Then they say, it says, a large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. And the demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. And he gave them permission. And the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd of about 2,000 in number rushed down a steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Now, the point of this is not that Jesus hates animals. It's not like Jesus goes, oh, there's some pigs, let's torture the pigs. That's not what's going on. The demons who can think and who can feel and who can see, see a herd of pigs. Now, you've got to understand, back in those days, the, the people of Israel are under the law. And under the law, it is unlawful to eat pork. The Samaritans are herding pigs to produce pork. And Jesus knows, and the demons know, that wherever there is something unlawful, they're allowed to go. So they say to Jesus, let us go into the pigs. And so Jesus, I think, for a picture for the rest of the world, for all of time, says, go for it. And the pigs, who know that it is better to die than to live in torment, they rush down into the water and drown. But here's the truth for you. Jesus came to die for you so that you didn't have to drown in your torment. He came to deliver you. This text goes on. And it says, They rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. There are some of us who I think have imagined that because we're not in a psych ward, we don't need to be delivered. We've, we've assumed that because I can manage those thoughts, because I'm kind of in control of it a little bit, it, it pops out of control from time to time, but then I get in control of my anger, then I get in control of my lust, then I get in control of my whatever it is, that, that actually we fine. And I want to say to you that that is no way to live. Jesus didn't go to the cross so that you could live in torment. He didn't go to the cross so that you could live under the control of a demonic power. He went to the cross to deliver you. My God sees you. My God knows you. And my God has come to deliver you. And the reason he makes you pray that prayer, Lord, deliver us from evil, is because he wants us to expect, not just think, he wants us to literally expect that he's going to come into our lives and deliver us. He wants us to come to him expecting deliverance from thoughts that we no longer have control over. He wants us to expect that we will set, that he will set us free from pain. And so... I want to lead us in prayer because I know that the God who sees you and knows you wants to deliver you today. And if you're experiencing deep, deep loss and deep, deep pain, I'm trusting, we're going to sing a song in a moment, I'm trusting that as you pray this prayer and sing this song, there's going to be a freedom that breaks out. 
Now the thing about the Lord's prayer is that before it says deliver us, it says, I forgive. Forgive those who hurt me and I, as I forgive those, as I forgive them. Lord, forgive me as I forgive them. And for some of us right now, the one thing that you have to do is you have to forgive. For you to be delivered, you have to let go and go, God, I'm putting everything back in your court. I'm going I'm to forgive them and I'm going to come to you so that you can deliver my mind and my emotions and my soul and you can set me in a, a better tomorrow. And so as you sit there, if you need deliverance, you pray this, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my part and my torment. I forgive those who've tormented me. I forgive those who've hurt me. I forgive those who've robbed from me. But God, will you forgive me? And Jesus, I renounce. That means I, I change how I think about this thing. I don't want that lust, that anger, that I don't want that consumed thought about the news. I don't want to be consumed by anything, God. I want to be consumed by you. So will you come into my heart right now? Will you come in and deliver me and set me free? And I speak over your life. Demonic power come out in Jesus' name. Now, won't you stand with us and sing this song? And I believe as you sing, God's going to do something awesome.